Welcome to the King's Church Podcast. We are an ACC church based on the Gold Coast in Queensland, Australia. We'd love for you to join us on any given Sunday. In the meantime, we hope this message blesses you. So, uh, hello, my name is Dylan. For those of you who do not know me, uh, I am the youth pastor at our Pimpama campus, which is awesome. Come on, let's go Pimpama. I love it. I love it. Uh, And I have my beautiful wife here. She's awesome. I just always acknowledge her because she is beautiful and like... I just want to let everyone else know that she is happily taken. So, back off. <laughs> she will smack you with her thong if you try and get close. <laughs> so, uh, tonight I, I wanted, to, the title of my message is Living God's Dream. And uh, we all know a scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11, and it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for you to prosper, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And uh, I don't know about you, but I think sometimes we get in the way of God's plan for our life. Because we think we know better, or we feel differently to what God might be telling us to do, and where God might be directing us to go. Uh, So tonight, uh, I just want to chat with you guys about uh, our flesh and our spirit. Is that cool? Awesome. Awesome. Uh, one of my favorite scriptures, but also one of my most challenging scriptures, oh, well, it's not my scripture, it's God's scripture, but one of the most challenging scriptures I find is uh, Galatians 5, 16 to 17. And it says this, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. See, I love this scripture. Because this scripture to me says, hey, if I am willing and able to walk by the Spirit, I'm not going to do what I want. I'm not going to live by my dream, but I'm going to live by God's dream. I'm going to live by the plan that God has for my life. But uh, the hard thing is denying our flesh and not just doing what we want. It, that's one of the biggest challenges that I think in this scripture is at the end it says, so you, that you are not to do whatever you want. Why did you do that? Because I wanted to. Felt like it. And in the scripture, God's saying, hey, nah, nah. You're, you're not to do whatever you want. So This scripture in Galatians was actually Paul speaking uh, to the Gentiles in Galatia about how to live a righteous life, how to live a God-honoring, God-fearing, good life that represents and resembles Christ. And uh, see, at the time, what was happening was there was some Jews that went in and they were like, hey, guys, you've got to live this way. This is how you should live you got to live by the law, and you got to do this, and you got to do that. And Paul comes in with like a fighting letter to Galatia and the Gentiles there, and he's like, hey, no, 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 that is, that's, that's the past, that's the old. This is who we are. We are saved by grace in Jesus Christ, that God wants to actually set us free, and God has sent His Spirit through Jesus. When Jesus came and died for us, we were able to receive His Spirit and be led by His Spirit. We don't have to do that stuff anymore, but we are new and we are spirit-filled. So uh, 
when we're talking about our, our spirit and our flesh and our direction and where we're going, the, I got some points here, and these are challenges to me that I got out of this scripture. And my first point is this, is whose plan is it? I think it's a good thing to ask ourselves. The direction that we're going, what we're doing, how we're living, is it my plan or is it God's plan? Is it what I want or is it what God wants? Because remember, his word says in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. See, God's plan for us is perfect. And so often we get so stuck and caught up thinking that, you know what, I can't do it. I'm not good enough. I can't live out the plan that God has for my life. But see, Paul wrote a letter to Galatia saying, hey, no, no, you can do it. You can live out the life that God has called you to live. You can do what God has called you to do and walk in the good and pleasing and perfect will that he has for your life. How do you do it? You do it by walking with the Spirit, not listening to your flesh and doing whatever you want. So often we're like, man, my life, what's going on? My plans, they're all crazy. And Are they yours or are they his? Because I don't know about you, but my Bible says that he has good plans for us. Plans for us for a hope and a future and for us to prosper. Man, when we make our own plans, they're not good. Trust me, I've tried it so many times. I thought I knew what was better. I felt the prompting of the Holy Spirit to do something, and I'm like, no, 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 I don't feel like doing that. I want to do this. And it just led to destruction, destruction, destruction. But there is a way that we can walk in the goodness that God has for us. That is by walking by the Spirit. In Psalms 37.4, it says, Take delight in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. I remember growing up, uh, and I read this scripture, and I was like, awesome. God's going to give me exactly what I want. Man, I want this. I want this. I want that girl. I want this. And I'm like, God's going to give me exactly what I want. That's not what that's saying. This is saying that when we take delight in the Lord, when we spend time with him, when we spend time in his presence, he will give us desires, good desires, pleasing desires to walk in the will that he has promised us and the will that he wants us to live in. Not to just go and do our own thing and fail and stumble and make mistake after mistake, but when we actually spend time with him, spend time in his presence and go, God, I want you to give me the desires. I don't want, I don't want to tell you what I want. I want you to tell me what I want. Because what you want is far more better than what I want. See, when we start to spend time in the presence of God, when we start to allow God to speak to us and fill us, He starts to shift and change the things that we want. He starts, do you know why that is? Because we're not gratifying our flesh, we're actually walking by the Spirit when we're spending time with God. When we're spending time with God and letting Him come in and be a part of our lives, we're no longer thinking of what our flesh wants, but we're thinking about what God wants for us. And we start to desire God's goodness instead of pornography or whatever else we might be struggling with. When we allow the presence of God to come into our lives and change us and transform us, He actually changes what we want. Is it our plan or is it His? How's our plans going? Where are they going? Is it good? 
Because God promised us good. If it's not good, I've got a challenge for you. Spend some time with God. And actually allow Him to tell you what you want instead of you trying to tell Him what you want. I don't know about you, but God is He's pretty awesome. I think He knows. And sometimes we think we know. It was like me growing up. I always told my mum because I knew better. And then I'd stack my push bike and hurt my head because I wasn't wearing a helmet. And then I'd realise that mum was actually right. So often we're like, nah, nah, God. It's all right. I got this. I know what I want. I know what I need. I'm feeling it, you know. It feels right. Man. (laughs) Stop feeling so much. (laughs) Men, stop feeling so much. It's dangerous. We need Jesus. See, God wants to give us good desires. Desires for us to walk in the plan that he has for our lives. He's a good God. He wants us to actually enjoy and do good in life. He's not sitting up there going, (laughs) can't wait to stuff up their day. Can't wait to make them trip over and hurt themselves and stumble. No, no, he's like, hey, if you would just listen to the plans and the purpose and the desires I have for you, your life would start to turn around and shift. Man, we need God. We need the Holy Spirit. We need Jesus. We need everything that God has for us. My second point is this, is when I was reading this, and it's talking about when you walk by the Spirit, you do not gratify the desires of your flesh. It made me think, who is leading us? What is leading us? Are we allowing our flesh to dictate and rule and lead our lives? Or are we allowing the Spirit of God to come into our lives and fill us and direct us and help us walk the path that God wants? Because I don't know about you, but for so long, I thought that I couldn't live up to what God had. I couldn't live the life that God had. I couldn't live righteously. But we can. I know the Scripture says we all fall short of the glory of God. We can never quite get there. But we can live a lot better than what we're living now. Don't settle for what you have now, but believe God for the more. Believe God will start to change and transform your life, that you might be walking off path, but start to believe that God is going to set you on the right path, that as you spend time with Him, as you spend time in His His presence, your desires of lust and your desires of porn addiction and whatever other addictions and stuff you might have would start to shift and change, and your desires for things would start to change, that you would no longer want that, but you want God. Because He gives us the desires of our heart. Who's leading us? In Matthew 4, 1 to 3, it says, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Okay. Jesus was led into the wilderness by the Spirit to be tempted by the devil. Here it shows us who was leading Jesus, that he was actually being led by the Spirit of God. And and the crazy thing is, is I know that Jesus is fully God and fully man, but we got to remember that he was also fully man, and he needed the power of the Holy Spirit and to be led by his Spirit, just like we do, to be able to overcome temptation and struggle. 
because he had flesh just like us, that he had to overcome things. And uh, it continues on and says, after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Understandable. I've never done a 40-day and 40-night fast. I don't know if I could. I could give it a go, but I don't know how far I'd get. I like food. Um, after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus was hungry. His flesh would have been crying out for a piece of bread, for some food, some substance. He needed to fill the desires of his flesh, and the devil knew exactly what he needed, and he came to him, and he was like, hey, Jesus, I can see you're hungry. Hey, I can see you're struggling with this. I'm going to put it in front of you and wave it around and tempt you. See, one thing that I love about this is that when Jesus got sent out into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil, he fasted. He spent 40 days and 40 nights denying his flesh, denying his hunger, and spent time in the wilderness with God to equip and prepare and build him up and get him ready for what was to come. Maybe that we need to spend some time in the wilderness. You might be here and you're like, you know what? I don't know what's going on. I thought I was doing what God wanted me to do. I feel like I'm out in the wilderness. I feel like I'm all alone. Maybe this is a time where God wants you to actually start to spend some time with Him. He wants to start to build you up, equip you, and empower you so that you can overcome that temptation that is to come, that you can stand up and look at the devil in the face and say, no, 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 not today, devil, because I don't live off bread alone, but I live off the words of God. Maybe, just maybe, God has you in the wilderness. Maybe you were led by the Spirit in the wilderness so that you could be filled up and empowered and equipped to do exactly what He's called you to do, to live that life that you thought maybe you couldn't live up to. Man, God wants to empower us and fill us so that we can overcome everything that comes our way. God has more. Don't settle for just the bare minimum. God has more. And my third point is this. Who is your fill? Who is your fill? When it comes to the time of your temptation, what are you choosing? Because what you choose a lot of the time reflects what you've been allowing into yourself and what you've been allowing to win. See, we have a battle between our flesh and our spirit. And when you face that temptation, when you face that giant, your decision in that moment will dictate and determine and show proof of what you've been filling and allowing yourself to do. I'm not here to condemn you, and please. I'm just here to tell you that that is a good sign for you to go, wow. I need to spend some wilderness time, spending time in my words, spending time with God, spending time praying, spending time seeking after him, allowing his spirit to come edify me so that I can overcome this temptation, that when this temptation comes at me next time, I'm going to stand above it because I'm filled with the power of God and I'm not going to let God, uh, the devil, come in and ruin and tear down my life, but I will stand firm because I'm filled with the spirit of God. What is our fill? What are we letting in? Are we choosing to go, you know what, I'm going to deny my flesh, which means I'm going to spend time with God. 
I'm going to delight in the Lord. I'm going to spend time in prayer. I'm going to spend time in my word. I'm going to spend time in his presence and allow God to fill me up. In Matthew 26, verse 41, it says, Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. See, God isn't stingy. He doesn't want to hold the power of his spirit back from you. But he wants to release it into your life so that you are able to overcome, so that you don't have to fall under temptation. God is willing to fill you with his spirit. Do you want it? Do you want the power of God to be in you so that you can overcome that temptation, that struggle, that trial? I need a drink because I've been yelling a lot. I don't always preach like this, I promise. And that was just like a little segue for me to take the lid off. So I've got this thing right here. That's us. Probably leave that off. And see, this is our flesh. And what happens is, is our flesh comes in and dirties us up and makes us all look yucky. And see, we need, we need the power of God to live our lives. Man, I don't know about you, but I need the power of God to, to drive my car to work every day. I need the Holy Spirit. I need the, the Spirit of God to be in my life so that I can drive and not put the finger up at someone and not swear at someone and not cut someone off. I need God every day. I don't know about you. Maybe you're perfect. But I, I need God every day. I need God in my marriage. I need the power of the Holy Spirit in my marriage so that I can do marriage well. And, and so often we feel ourselves with the desires of the flesh and we allow our flesh to do what we want and we, and we chase after sexual immorality and that in Galatians it talks about all the different things that, that the flesh wants and that is the fruit of the flesh. But see, we, we fill ourselves with the flesh and then we go to a conference or we go to church and we're like, awesome, Holy Spirit, come and fill me up. And we start to receive the Holy Spirit and we're like, wow, that was amazing. And we can see there's a difference, there's a change. It's not quite as bad as what it was. It's different. But still, there's, there's so much flesh there. And I think sometimes what happens is we go to a conference or we go to church and we get our fill of the Holy Spirit. Or we get our fill from the Spirit of God and we're like, that was awesome. I'm, I'm changed, I'm transformed. But you're not fully there yet. See, one thing that is so important for us as Christians is not to live a Sunday life of Christian, Christianity, but that we actually live a weekly life of Christianity, that each and every day we're like, Holy Spirit, I need you more. Woo! Holy Spirit, oh my goodness, Tuesday, I hate Tuesdays. Holy Spirit, I need you more. Wednesday, oh my gosh, I got that meeting with my boss. Wednesday, I need you more. And we need more of God. We need more. We need more of there we go. And we need more of His Spirit. We can't just settle for one touch, but we need more of His Spirit. And we just need to keep every day spending time with God, allowing God to fill us. I need more. We need more. We need more. We can't just rely on one touch. Sometimes we think, oh yeah, I had an encounter with God last year at a conference. It was amazing. You don't just need one encounter with God. 
You need an encounter with God every day to live the life that He's called you to live, to live the dream that He has purposed you to live. You need to continue to allow God to pour out into your life so that we start to see a difference and we start to see a change. Because so often we think that one touch is enough. No, it's not. It's a life that we live, a life that is Spirit-led and Spirit-filled, not a one-time encounter, but one-time encounters help. I don't know, I kind of see it like a, a car that the battery ran flat. Needs a jump start. Sometimes we, it's, it's been too long. We haven't had a touch from God for so long and we're so dry and dead inside. And then we need that jump start. But see, one thing I learned, my dad's a mechanic, which gives me a lot of authority to talk about this. I know absolutely nothing about cars. But I do know this because I've had lots of flat batteries. Never leave your lights on. Ah, uh, so I do know that when my dad came and jump-started my car, he said, don't turn it off. You need to let it keep running because you need to allow your battery to charge back up because otherwise you'll try and turn it off and start back again and it will be dead again. But you can't just rely on a one touch, a one encounter, a one jump. You need to be constantly filled with the power of God. I need to go to the gym. I'm puffing. Praise God. We can't rely on one, one encounter. I notice in the Bible that a lot of times before Jesus performed massive miracles and stuff like that, He was off alone, spending time with the Father, being filled, being prepared, getting ready for what was to come. Man, we, should, we, we face struggles every day. We need the power of the Holy Spirit every day. It's not just a once a week come to church, oh, I've got my fill, and then you're dragging and struggling to get to church next Sunday to get your next fill. No, 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 no. How about we live wholesome, righteous lives all throughout the week because we're filling ourselves with the power of the Holy Spirit that enables us to live that way. That we start to live the life that God has called us to live. Thank you, God. If I could have the rest of the band up, please, that'd be awesome. Is it bad to drink food coloring? I don't want to risk it. I'm just really thirsty. Oh, thank you. What a legend. I used all my water. Right now, you might be here and you're like, you know what? I need a jump start. And I know we've got an encounter coming up next week, and I'm super pumped for that. But hey, why not be like, you know what? I'm going to get a jump start before the jump start. I'm going to get a jump start and start kicking and start turning my own, getting my own battery charged. And then I'm going to get to encounter and I'm going to just, like on doctor's shows, when they're like, charge, defibrillate, that thing. You know how like the first one, it's like, then they're like, turn it up. Man, let's be people that are, are ready for a jump start. Let's be people that are excited about getting filled with the Spirit so that we can live the life that God has called us to live. Because, man, we have flesh. But I don't know about you. I don't want my flesh to win. I don't want to get to my struggle point. I don't want to get to my trial and be like, oh, I can't do it. I don't have the strength because I haven't been spending time with God. I want to walk up to that thing and be like, hey, devil, you got nothing. 
I've been spending time with God. I've been praying. You're coming at me on a Tuesday, but it doesn't matter because I've been praying all through the week. You're coming at me on a Friday. You think I'm usually like all like running out of batteries, running out of charge, and you think you've got me, but you don't because I've been spending time with God on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Sunday was a big booster, and then I just spent more time with Him. And I didn't lose out. I didn't lack energy. I didn't lose any of my spirit, but I'm ready to stand and fight. That that temptation that you might chuck in front of me, devil, it's not going to win because I'm filled with the power of God. If everyone would like to stand to their feet. What we're going to do now is we're going to enter into a time of worship. And hey, I would love to pray with you. If you're here and you're like, you know what? I want a jump start. I want a fresh touch. You know, I just want something. I want to encourage you as we worship. Make your way to the front, myself and some of the team. We would love to pray with you and believe with you that the power of God would come in and start to transform and change your life. That the power of God would come into your life and start to prepare you, equip you, empower you for what is to come this week. That, that, that it would give you the desire to seek after and chase after the Spirit of God throughout your week. That you would be like, you know what, I'm going to spend time in my Word. I'm going to put that worship music on and I'm going to sing to Jesus. I'm going to spend time praying and I'm going to spend time with God. That as we start to do that, we would see our lives be transformed and changed, that as trials and temptation come our way, we can stand firm and say, not today, devil, because I am filled with the power of God. I'm not dry because it was a year ago that I had a touch from heaven, but I'm fresh because I get a touch from heaven every day. Every day I wake up, spend time with God, and I'm ready to go. But if you would like a jump start, I know if you just want me to pray with you. I have an expectation tonight that God is going to do something significant in your life. Thank you so much for joining us. Stay tuned for new messages weekly. You can keep updated on what's happening in the life of King's Church by following us on social media at King's Church GC. Be blessed.